Welcome to Kelly Dry's Full Spectrum Podcast, bringing together thought leaders in the technology, media, and telecommunications industries to discuss legal issues that are expected to impact today's organizations and tomorrow's marketplace. Show notes and additional episodes are available at kellydryfullspectrum.com. For more in-depth commentary, head to our blog at comlawmonitor.com. This podcast is produced by the Kelly Dry Communications Practice Group. Hello, and welcome back to Full Spectrum, Kelly Dry's podcast on developments in the communications and tech space. I'm John Heitman. I'm the chair of the practice group here at Kelly Dry, the communications practice group, and my colleague Steve Augustino, partner in our group, is here with me today. And we're going to talk about the IoT, or the Internet of Things, today. Now, there's a lot of buzz about the IoT, and it typically involves staggering predictions of X billions of IoT devices connected to the network by year Y. And our goal is to demystify some of the hype today and to provide some guidance for those who are participating in the connected ecosystems that will define modern commerce. Specifically today, we're going to focus in on IoT security and the leading role NIST is playing in this space. But before we jump right into that, I think it would help everyone if we took a step back and tried to define IoT. So, Steve, I'm going to ask you to do that for us. How, how would you define IoT? Yeah, yeah. Well, we should set the stage. I mean, there's a lot of hype around IoT, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. So, really, I think an IoT device or an IoT system has has three features to it. Um, it has one or more sensors or devices that are connected to each other. They have embedded capabilities, uh, communications capabilities as well within those. They're interconnected in some manner. That's number two. And then they use wireless features in some manner to communicate with them. So if you have those three features together, you have an IoT device or an IoT system. And we typically say that those three features make these things smart. Right. That, so that's we'll a common frame of it. Right? It's smart, smart home, smart cities, smart factories, smart agriculture, right? Smart tractors. Right, right. And, and all I, that is an indication that IoT is underneath the hood. Right. And it has tremendous capabilities. I mean, you see a lot of interesting things out there, stuff you wouldn't expect. You know, I met with a company recently that was in the construction industry, and they were creating smart tools to make that more efficient to eliminate downtime in construction. Right. And there's, you know, we could go on, but there are obvious examples where IoT plays drones, self-driving vehicles, um, fleet management, uh, you know, what we used to call telematics uh, is uh, eventually evolving into a full-fledged IoT platform. Uh, so I think that's a good setting for us and you know, defining what it is we're talking about. Now let's jump into um, the spotlight here. And I think that um, we're, as I said at the top, we're going to focus in on a key area for everybody in the IoT space, from manufacturers and service providers to end users and organizations' IT managers. And that is maintaining the security of IoT devices. As we said, this is an inherent feature in IoT, that these devices are ubiquitous, are semi-autonomous, and that they communicate with the third device or system. This creates unique challenges for maintaining security. Now, NIST, which is a Department of Commerce entity, is taking the lead in trying to develop guidelines for manufacturers and users of IoT devices and services. Steve, what steps has NIST taken already? Yeah, so, so really to set this, and we're going to go in through a lot of different things, it reaches back to 2017 and 2018. That's really the, the best place to start here. Um, the President of the United States asked the Department of Commerce um, through an executive order to look at cybersecurity in federal networks. Um, it's, that led to a report issued in, um, in May of 2018 
which is commonly referred to as the botnet report. So that was Department of Commerce, NIST. They talked about the security risks that are inherent in networks and network-based attacks on that. So that sort of, I think, got NIST started on IoT and IoT security. When they did start, they reached back to their cybersecurity framework, which they had developed in 2013 or 2014. It has been tremendously successful. That's cybersecurity for internal systems sort of protecting your website from attack and, and things like that. And, and going through that framework, you know, NIST had already set that up, had, had uh, put that forward. It's been adopted by a number of entities uh, around the world voluntarily, and it's been truly successful. So then NIST said, okay, we'll start looking at IoT kind of through that framework and looking at what's different or what's next. Right. And another driver of adoption is generally the U.S. federal government, right? When they adopt, a lot of people adopt as well. Correct. Correct. So, and uh, we should mention that NIST is also working on uh, a privacy framework. Uh, the common cycle is open on that. But again, building on that model, uh, which involves stakeholder engagement to come up with a framework, not rules, but guidance uh, that uh, companies can use to uh, begin to assess how to go about um, building a secure um, IoT device in this case, but one also that cares for privacy and security on one, which is typically the goal. One of the major developments in uh, adopting the IoT framework was a document released by NIST in June of this year. Uh, Steve, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Right, right. Okay, yeah, so that was really the first step for NIST in um, defining IoT and, and covering the IoT space. Um, it is a document called NIST IR8228, um, and I'm going to try not to ever say that again yes, um, when we do don't. these sorts of things. But but it's necessary for those who are digging into this to kind of be able to find the stuff. But that was a report on considerations in managing the Internet of Things, cybersecurity, and privacy risks. And so it went and talked about what is IoT and how it's different. And the three major insights into that, really, we're talking about how IoT is different um, and that it's different in this way. IoT devices, they interact in the, with the physical world in a way that like a conventional IT device, like a computer, doesn't. It's a little bit different that way. Um, they also can't be accessed and managed or monitored in the same way as you monitor your computer, because these are small devices all over the place, it's whether it's a doorbell or a light bulb or what have you. They're, they're accessed and managed differently. Um, and they have different um, types of cybersecurity and privacy capabilities available to them. So you have to recognize all those differences as you try to approach that. And that's what really this first one did, the sort of the considerations document. That was finalized in June of 2019. Right. And this recently built upon that in August, right? Yes, yes. So sort of at the same time, they, you know, they had that, that draft out and it was very successful. They finalized it in June at the same time that they were presenting the draft of their next step in this. Um, NIST IR 8259, again, for those who want to speak government speak. Um, and that is a core baseline for securable IoT devices. Um, it is released, it's out for public comment, um, and we'll talk a little bit about the steps there. But what that does is it tries to look at a generic IoT device. Okay, so it's not industry specific. They're very clear in saying you might have to change these guidelines or address these features in different ways and different implications. So it's a baseline. That's why they call it a baseline here. 
Um, the second thing, though, that it does is it's, it attempts to identify those kinds of features that should be included in an IoT device. And they walk through things like device identification features, device configuration features, data protection features, um, the logical access to the interfaces of that device. Those are the first four features on that. On that. Um, they also talk about, uh, in terms of the features, having in that feature set software and firmware updates and thinking about the full life cycle of this. Patches. Um, right, patches. The, right. It's there for every device, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't turned on any device recently without having it first do a massive update, right? Right. That, like when you first pull it out of the box, that's what you get. The so, days of uh, distributing IoT devices that are not patchable are probably over, right? Right, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And then the last thing is that they recommend you have features for event logging of cybersecurity features so that you can then go back later and download that and access that. So that's really the, what's in the core baseline here. Great. And so um, that August document, how was it received by uh, industry and others, and what's next? The, the document was really well received, actually. There was a lot of interest in it. They held a workshop in August on it that was um, quite well attended. And then they um, had it open to comment through the end of September. And um, I've been told that there were well over 400 comments that, were, that came in on that, um, and that NIST is uh, reviewing those now and they're planning to um, put out, probably gonna put out a second version of this in draft form before they finalize it. So there will be, for those who are interested in securable IoT devices, there's one, probably gonna be one more opportunity to comment on this particular document. In addition, NIST is, welcomes visitors, right? You can come in and you can talk to NIST if you have um, a specific set of concerns that you wanna to bring to their attention, particularly those that haven't been brought to their attention before, I think they would be interested in. So, in the meantime, Steve, what should those operating the IoT space look out for while this process evolves? Yeah. Well, what's happening here, like I said, they're going to go through this other um, level on it. But these are voluntary guidelines, and they take great pains to say that they're voluntary guidelines, so adoption is, is optional. Um, but I, I always I want to warn people about the fact that it doesn't necessarily stay voluntary. It may not be something that NIST has done. For example, um, it's pretty easy to see that in a, an RFP by the federal government, for example, someone, they might require bidders to comply with the NIST guidelines. The FCC, one of the FCC uh, commissioners, Commissioner Rosenworcel, gave a speech to NIST a couple weeks ago, and she said that in her view, the FCC's equipment authorization guidelines for equipments that equipment that does contain any kind of radiator radio um, you know wave of some sort right intentional or unintentional that that should incorporate the NIST guidelines they shouldn't certify devices that don't follow NIST so there's sort of like a quick way that these voluntary standards can become mandatory at least in certain areas and I think that's worth watching out for and there's another element to that this isn't the only framework for IOT security right there are others uh, and uh, there is a striking degree of commonality uh, across the various frameworks and to the extent that uh, you have multiple frameworks suggesting that certain things maybe three or four things should be done to the extent you don't do that uh, becomes uh, questionable right uh, and it becomes subject to enforcement uh, in a uh, unfair and deceptive trade trade practices rubric like the FTC has for example right absolutely absolutely all right
Um, before we close, is there anything else out there from NIST that we want to watch or, um, or on point? Yeah, I just I, I want to highlight one last thing because it kind of came as a surprise that it was out there. So you've got these drafts out there on the guidelines for securing devices. And a couple months after that, NIST released one more document. It's uh, 8267. So if you, if you want to track along at home. Um, and what that does, it's actually a security review of consumer home IoT devices. So they went, actually went out and purchased um, smart light bulbs, security lights, security cameras, doorbells, uh, thermostats, and televisions, it says. And they, they looked at those devices and looked at how they work. Now, they don't name names in it. That wasn't the point of this kind of a document. But they did take a representative sample. They took at least three types of these devices from each of the manufacturers. And they said, what kind of security features do we see in these? Are there there? Um, and they had a couple of things that they highlighted. So it, what it showed in the end was that there's still a long way to go. I mean, these are mass market consumer devices. There's a lot out there. Um, but this report talks about how you still have password requirements that are easy to, um, to follow. They're, they're embedded passwords, and they recommend that you make the consumer change the password initially. They talked about mobile devices like a, a doorbell, um, that some of those have a physical reset button on it. You can push to reset, which is really convenient, but if it's outside your home, you're not the only one who has access to that. And they said that shouldn't be used for like a doorbell or other applications that are outside. So they pointed out just kind of lay of the land what's out there. And as you might expect, right, there's a lot of variation. So they're seeing some stuff that isn't there that should be there and some stuff that's there that is easily defeated. Correct. So maybe I spoke too soon when the days of non-patchable IoT devices um, <laughs> are over. Uh, they're... We're at the beginning of the stage where they'll be over, right? It's going to take a while to get there still. All right. So uh, I think that that probably covers the spread for what we want to do today, and which was uh, focus in on IoT security, in particular NIST's framework. Uh, as we mentioned, um, we are following the NIST privacy framework uh, comment cycle and uh, the development of that framework, which uh, we are optimistic will um, share a lot uh, with the cybersecurity and IoT framework and be well received uh, by all in the space. Uh, so um, for now, though, I want to thank everyone for listening to Kelly Dry's Full Spectrum podcast. We hope that this has um, been a good start. Uh, we will do more on IoT coming up, so we watch. Uh, please watch out for uh, additional episodes on IoT developments and developments affecting other emerging technologies. And in the meantime, be sure to subscribe and check out our series on FCC enforcement, TCPA, and wireless spectrum. Thanks, Steve. All right, thank you. The views and ideas expressed on this program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of Kelly Dry and Warren LLP, its staff, or management.